This episode of the Be Real podcast is brought to you by Amina Altai Coaching. Amina Altai is a leadership and mindset coach to high achieving women who are ready to take their work and lives to the next level. She helps you break free of people pleasing, perfectionism, and poverty mindset to claim your purpose, find peace, power, and prosperity. She has been called the fairy godmother of careers. She is an expert in residence for Entrepreneur Magazine. She has shared her wisdom in goop.com, NBC, and more. If you're ready to connect to your purpose, release perfectionism, and free yourself of imposter syndrome, use the code BEREAL, a value of $150, and schedule your free clarity call with Amina. Email Haley at AminaAltai.com to schedule your session today. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch, and get real. Welcome back to Be Real, and I am so happy to be back. My producer just said coming back is like falling off a bike. I think (laughs) it's like riding a bike, like you don't forget. Um, but he could have, he could have meant falling off. Well, I but- think he may have meant falling off because when he said three, two, one, Diana wasn't ready, guys. She was just sitting there. And I was like, like whatever. Is she start what talking? am I supposed to do? Like, what do, do what are we doing? Three, two, one. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Anisha, you've been holding it down. Thank you so much. Well, I took a much needed respite. A little, little time away. Yes. Always need it. Little breaky break. Little breaky break. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I went to Philly. I told you I love Philly. Like, I really think Philly well, is a really cool city. I didn't realize, or maybe I did realize, and I sort of put it to the side a little bit. Okay. But, I, but I heard it on the podcast while I was listening. You went to Temple. I did. Yes. So at the time so, I went to Temple, it was the fifth largest city. But in comparison to New York, I was like, where? And why does everything close down at one o'clock in the morning? This is bullshit. I was 24. I was like, why? Like I had to be ready for the club at nine o'clock. What? I'm a New Yorker. I'm ready for the club at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that, um, <laughs> which is a better time for you, for sure. And also now I have to say I'm a little intimidated by your uh, <laughs> by your resume. <laughs> So now I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, Temple? Even, okay, let me not. I don't know. We shout out to the owls out there. Let me not do that. 
<laughs> I, you sh- I mean, I heard you two going back and forth, you and Don, about your academics. My academics. Yes. I think you need to own that temple a little bit, that, that time. I'm going to own the time at Temple. And I have to say, lately, I have been asked many times, am I going to go get a PhD? And um, I think the answer remains no. I don't, I, I don't have it in me to read as much as I did and to write as much as I would have to to get a PhD right now. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe at 60. I don't know. One day. As someone who's a little closer to that number than you. <laughs> might not want to be what you want to do at 60 you might want to do a little something a little less a little more coasting a little little more coasting that's all i can say so i liked philly i did not get a cheesesteak no me neither i lived there for two years and i had maybe one cheesesteak the whole time didn't get a cheesesteak yeah why my thing though it reminded me of brooklyn a little bit okay like if we were going to make a comparison and we Mm walked we walked and walked. walked i walked 30 I watched 30 <laughs> miles over the weekend. I looked at my phone. I recal- wow. calculated my steps to figure out how much walking I had done. Now we know how much walking we've done. I mean, I've been going out for walks during the right. pandemic but for sure. And now 30 miles are- in a weekend. Let me Shit. Just tell my you hip now- will be hurt and my knee will be hurt. And my- we my are back. out. Like we are outside. There's no more like when we go out, like right. things are alive and happening yes um so it was cool it was definitely cool i mean we covered philly covered <laughs> it covered it covered it covered it and at one point i was like are we going in the right direction and he was like i'm not paying attention and i was like what i thought i was just like blindly following now most people don't know this because they don't they've never been in a car with me hmm but I am lucky I can back out of the driveway, like and not get lost. <laughs> it's like, like literally can get lost inside a paper bag. Like it's not like it's just terrible. So um, I rely on him to like I just follow blindly. Okay. And I was like, does that generally work? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, like when you're driving, you have we have the GPS, right? right. Like the car is telling you where to go. However. Now, obviously, the phone can continue to tell you where to go mm-hmm. if you plug it in. So then after I figured out that I should stop listening or stop following, okay. I would put the address in to where we were going. And then like, if you walked by us, you could hear her in my pocket, like, <laughs> take a right, <laughs> take a left. Like Siri was like walking with us wherever we went. So that was cool, but it was really nice. We had really nice weather. Um, it was nice to be out of town. Mm-hmm. All the good things. So I think about my time in Philly. That was back before we had like GPS in the car and stuff. So remember MapQuest? So I used to print out MapQuest directions of and I would be in did. my car with my printout and lost the steering wheel. Lost like, and no one like, could help me. This shit was a mess. And sometimes like there will be like road closures, all types of things. They've changed names of streets. Nobody told MapQuest. It was a mess back then. I was always lost. I was always driving somewhere by myself in my car. And my car was like a real like hoopty. Like it would overheat and I would have to sit and wait for it to cool down. It was a bad car. Yeah. It was a bad car. 
They took it from me because um, it wouldn't pass inspection. Of course not. I didn't have any inspection stop like every 30 miles. I used to have oil in the back. (laughs) Like, and I literally, I will never forget pulling over on a Christmas Eve on like 95 on my way to see my parents. And like every, it must have been, I probably like every 50 miles or so had to stop and put oil in it. I was like, mm. I had a brown Oldsmobile. Oh, baby. Ooh. I don't even know what year it was. It was a brown Oldsmobile. Sexy. And I would pull up at to the club with the brown Oldsmobile. Like, okay, I'm cute. I'm here. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Good thing you're cute. Cause that is not cute. Ladies, I'm going to jump in here real quick. Diana already said that she listened to the episode we just had. Uh, I don't, I don't need to ask Jess because I'm really sure she always listens to, and I know Anisha did because I don't think she's missed an episode since we've been on um, listening. Really, Don? We're doing this today. Uh, (laughs) I was just gonna say I'm gonna let her defend herself over there. Listeners, (laughs) let me just tell you guys, okay? Because this is what Don is trying to get to. He's trying to out me. So. I don't always listen to the podcast, right? It's weird to hear my voice. It is something I've been grappling with for over a year now because we've done about 89 episodes now. So I think yes. we're into the 90s, actually, but who's counting? Yeah, I no, mean, who's Don counting, is, right? Don, Don is. Don. Well, I, so I have, have I listened to all of them? No. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let's have just I do percentage. Let's 74% do... of them? No. <laughs> Have I listened to 50% of them? No. I would go with 25 and that might be a reach. Are you? <laughs> I love okay, how the, I love the honesty though. I love the honesty. I think that's great. I, think I am I'm, present I think for I'm, all of them guys. I just don't always listen back at them. You are that's present. Me. You bring full, your full self to every episode. It's true. It's true. Yeah. There's no question There's in no hotel question. rooms, fronts of cars, like you are here. I mean, guys, I've been everywhere. It, it's gotten out of hand. Okay. The things that have happened, but I'm still here. I'm like, <laughs> yes, it was like 95 degrees. I got thrown out of a hotel because, you know, I had to check out. I finished the podcast in the car. However, my iPad overheated because it was so damn hot that I then had to do it via phone, but I was still there. But that was okay? last year. That was last year. This year? This was, year, I had some, some technical issues. Yes. No, that was last year. I was in Mexico. That was last year. But I've had God, technical difficulties. Together. Like one, one time, my, um, my Wi-Fi went down. That's the more joy episode. My Wi-Fi went down with the parenting. Oh, that's right? right. And it went down. And I had to get on the phone. It was a mess. But listen, I keep trying. There you go now. Now, Don, you can say whatever you like about me now. Because so, I've told our listeners the truth. You was going to out me. You was going to try to out me. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I was, this is, it wasn't an indictment of anything other than the fact that you don't listen to our show. Um, Guys, it was so, so innocent. <laughs> I just made it into a real big thing. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, I will Don. say this. The funny thing is, in the third episode in this series, we are going to hear another person actually getting interviewed in a car. I think it's... Yes. Um, somebody's really good friend i don't know who but it's somebody's really, really good, good friend. friend oh it's your really always good has friend. her really good friends my oh, really good that friend. was something that i did like about last week's episode <laughs> diana always gets to gush about the people because they're all her friends but we have one of my really good friends in this series 
I'm looking forward to hearing it. I haven't heard it yet. Hasn't wasn't out while we're recording. I appreciate him pulling over in his car and doing the interview. And just FYI, guys, that's where most people do their therapy sessions. Why? Because we're still at home and people have no privacy. So a lot of my therapy sessions are done in cars and bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever people can find a space that is feel safe, I guess, and quiet and private. So real quick, speaking of last episode, and this is for you, Diana, I know one of the things you appreciated is the fact that, uh, we, we kept you involved, even though you weren't part of the episode. But I think your favorite part was the, the code words we use for, for okay. therapy sessions. Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, is it okay if we say it? Mama Gasparoni, is it okay? okay. Is, is she listening? Peg is probably going to listen. <laughs> if Peg isn't listening, I know my youngest brother is listening. I mean, he's obviously an adult now. My sister's listening. My other brother, like all the siblings could be listening. My mother's probably listening. And yes, I don't like to talk about sex if I know my mother is listening. So yes, we do call it applesauce. And I was, I have to say, I was a little heated that we're going to keep bringing it up in the front seat (laughs) while I was driving in the front seat of my car. I was like, okay, this is, this is a thing. I'm not going to let this shit go. Wow. Absolutely not. You were not going to let it go. Now it worked. I used it when I was like teaching parents how to talk to their kids about sex. And they like, I just took that page right out of Peg's book and was able to like tell them that they can call it applesauce if they weren't uncomfortable. Like it totally worked out. But no, you guys really, you keep throwing me under the bus for the, like the giggle, the embarrassment and applesauce. It's okay. Grown woman that I am can talk about it in the room with my patients. No problem. Get on this podcast. No, my mother is listening. Nope. No, 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 no. And I think power your listeners, the yeah, the power of the mom, later. Yeah. the power of the mom. Damn. Yeah. I know. And here's the thing. What's great about the be real podcast is everybody has to be real. And so Anisha gets <laughs> called out for not listening to the show <laughs> and Diana gets called out for, for the applesauce, the applesauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Yep. We're, we're right there. So we're getting close to getting ready to go into this awesome interview with Paige, which yes. was an awesome interview. It was. Um, Diana's going to hear it for the first time. And I know mm-hmm. she's yep. excited to hear about it. I am. Um, she was so cute. When I asked her, if she wanted to be on the show. She was like, oh, me, me, she makes for a really good interview too. I really, yeah, well, I like, always enjoy my time with Paige. Like, so I know I, I texted her. It was her birthday when I asked her. She's like, this is the best birthday present ever. (laughs) And she's like, I told everybody. And then she was like, oh, you don't, you want me to be a guest? You don't want me to co-host it. Oh, we might (laughs) have her as a co-host one day. I was like, you know, there are more. putting her name in a hat. Putting her name in. There are more opportunities. If you, you know, one day. Either Anisha and I might need to have you step in as co-host. She's like, I mean, it's kind of amazing. So I am looking forward to hearing it because I know she was very excited. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun and interesting to hear the different reasons for everybody. And it was kind of funny because Diana hadn't heard any of the interviews. And Mm -hmm. so her assumption was everybody was going to therapy for the first time because of a breakup. Uh, That's foreshadowing, folks. We'll find out next week. 
who else went to therapy for the first time because of that. But the funny thing is, and everybody will hear this, is not everybody went to therapy for the first time because of that. You know, Jess last week, um, she went to therapy because... Opposite. Yeah, the opposite <laughs> reasons. So, um, and then we heard Anisha's reason was because she was heartbroken that she had to go to Temple. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a... Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I think this, this episode is going to be really interesting. So before we get to that, um, and we are going to talk about, I want to know one thing from you ladies, Okay. since we are getting ready to celebrate Halloween, Mm -hmm. um, I want a short and sweet answer and pun intended. Give me your favorite go-to candy. I'm going to go year round and just go give me your favorite one one go-to candy i feel like i was just gonna i was just gonna hit the button like in family feud to go first (laughs) then i realized like we're not know what like we could institute a button if you ladies want we can start putting buttons i mean a button might be might be (laughs) might be good (laughs) so i'll stop jumping in on people so if if you want dana since you're really excited to answer i'll let you go first because anisha's really struggling i can see her over there the wheels are turning going i don't know if i can just pick one but go ahead. Give me your, give me your Reese's, number one. Reese's, 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 Reese's uh, The cups Reese's. or the pieces? Cups. Ooh. Not pieces. The pieces. Ah, what's the point? Reese's. Reese's mm. are my go-to candy. Okay. Um, I don't eat that much candy in okay. general. But if I was going to like, really, I would, sometimes I try to get the fancy version of a peanut butter cup. Not the same. No. Um, but I also like a backup. I do like a peanut M&M or a plain oh. M&M. I like M&Ms. And most specifically, I like peanut M&Ms at the movies with popcorn. Pour the peanut M&Ms into the popcorn so that you don't know when you're going to get the magic bite. You just put your hands in because it's dark and you have popcorn and a little bit of, and every so often you get popcorn and a peanut M&M. Woo! That movie is fantastic. All right, Diana. I might actually do that this weekend. What, go to a movie or get a peanut? What, which one? I might make popcorn and pour some peanut M&Ms in it. I don't know if I'm ready for the movies yet. Well, they closed the movie theater in my little my little hamlet. So okay. I would have to travel. I'm not up for that today. Got it. Okay. What do you got for me, Anisha? Okay, so in my older years, I am now allergic to chocolate. Wasn't always a thing, but it's presently a thing. I have a lot of allergies. So I'm going to go with Swedish fish. Yeah. Yeah. Swedish fish. That's my jam now. Okay. So I'm going to tell everybody I go to the dollar store now. Like that's my favorite place. But then I heard that the dollar store is going to start selling things for more than a dollar. And I'm pissed. I read that too. This is bullshit. But okay. But right now they have tropical Swedish fish now. Before it was only the red ones. Now they got other flavors and other colors. And I get them from the dollar store. And I love a good Mike and Ike. Even though it gets caught in the back of my teeth, the Mike and Ike, I love a good Mike and Ike, preferably the tropical typhoon. I'm no longer <laughs> want just the regular, right? Like I, I'm upgrading. I'm older. I'm more seasoned. 
You know, <laughs> my, my palate has you, changed. Yeah. You know Mike, I mean? Your palate has upgraded with your Mike and Ike's. Is this what yes, I'm hearing? I'm like original. Yeah. Get out of here. No, give me the tropical typhoon and I want the tropical Swedish fish. I mean, the red ones, I'll take them. But yes, I mean, I can have a whole big bag of Swedish fish and just be sick. And I don't care. So, yes, there All it right. is. That is I like statement. the gummy stuff. How do you not? Those always get stuck to my teeth. She, she said it. They I, get I stuck mean, to like, your teeth. Yeah. I mean, they really get Remember Boston baked beans? I used to love those. Did anybody oh. eat those? I, no? I did. I did not like them. I did. I liked them. I did. What about the lemon ones? The lemon heads? Oh, come on. I have some in my office. Uh, really? Yeah, I like to suck on things. So I have a container of. Are right, we gonna leave that alone? I was gonna, I was gonna go there, but I was like, nope. We're gonna keep rolling. Go ahead. No, the, no. The jawbreakers. Go to story. Jawbreakers. Jawbreakers and the lemon heads and yes. the fireballs. Those are in my office. In elementary school, really? my boyfriend sold candy. I I don't know. He was okay, an entrepreneur. Let's, let's, let's back like, up. Let's back up, yes. back up, back up, back up. Elementary did, school, sixth you grade. said elementary school boyfriend. Yes. Girl. Sixth grade. His name was Tony. Tony must have been like really cool with the um the guy that owned the candy store in the neighborhood. And he would, you know, have these individual, remember the little, little brown bags? He would put different candies in the little brown bags and he would sell them for like a dollar a piece. Oh, cute. Making a killing at school. That was cute. <laughs> I mean, entrepreneur, like you know, we were able to have like McDonald's. I think we know why that's that was her boyfriend. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we know why I, my first time in therapy was because of a breakup because I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I've well, been in the game for a long, for a long time. time, a long time, and it wasn't the sixth grade boyfriend that you <laughs> that breakup that got you into therapy. No, no, that's because that one was too sweet. <laughs> oh, oh, dad jokes i got them all day bad. i got them all day so yeah so i yeah i think that's pretty cool for me it's big hunk what the heck is and that what is that you don't know what a big Something hunk like on the other side i don't know oh. that's oh my god that's gosh, not that's... an east coast thing i'm gonna just say it. I, I don't know don i've never heard of it okay i'm gonna have I to will, google it i will say now they're doing individual ones they're delicious trust me you'll like them they're nougat peanut or their nougat and big hunk. what is um, nougat i don't know is did it we, like caramel i don't think we want do we want to do we want to pull on that thread no I no mean, no just we're, listen we're not trying to bore you guys we're not going to take you down like what is nougat no yeah. no i don't okay, think we want to pull i'll find on out that. on my own yeah. later i don't think I don't, we want to pull on that thread simply because it's probably awfully not good for you but i don't think any of this is but i digress ladies thank you for letting me hop on and Ask these ridiculously silly questions. Diana, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) There was gonna be a song in there, and then I what happened? Wait, that's it. No, what what um what show was that? Welcome back, Carter. Carter. But again, ladies, our budget is can't afford to oh okay. We can't okay, sorry. We can't afford the copyright on this. We'll we'll we'll, we can't afford that. Okay. All right. As you, as your producer, I'm just telling you, we cannot afford. <laughs> we can't that, afford. Welcome back, Kata. We, we, we can't can, afford can't, that copyright. Kata. Oh wait, did the Boston <laughs> just come out? Oh well, yeah, because I watched it when I was a kid, so it definitely it's regional. As, as a rerun, Kata. You didn't come say Kata. You said Kata. 
Dana, it was <laughs> well, a rerun when you watched it. You didn't yeah, watch it when it first came out. Bless your heart. Of course, I watched it when I when it first came out, and uh, I think I was one of the things that I was allowed to stay up and watch. Oh, nice. Fourth grade. Dana, I don't know if you knew this, but somebody just went to Temple like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. That was just a couple of years ago. Listen. I mean, Back when they had MapQuest printouts. When they had MapQuest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just printing out directions. Which, yeah. I mean, I printed, I was like, chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> I, I, I've embraced the fact that she's, you know, a, a little bit younger than me. It's okay. I love the fact that you 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 embrace that, but the two of you have not embraced technology yet because folks, they both have digital devices like at their fingertips and they still both print out our outlines for each show. <laughs> oh, of course they do. How can that please? How can you write notes on it if you then if right. it's like all the things? You just I'm not digital like fully, no. I have papers all around my house. This doesn't make any sense. I love you. Save the trees, Ed. You should save the trees. I can speak for the listeners when I say it's so great to have you both on the same episode because this banter is amazing. Yeah, I think so, I'm wired today too. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm all in today. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I think we both woke up with a new attitude this morning. We did. I heard I heard yes. it in, in the pregame. I heard it. So yeah, uh, we're just doing it. We're just um, like, since, what else can we do? This is, one thing this I is want- what we got. I want to point this one thing out. I did mean falling off a bike, by the way. Um, oh, you did? But I did actually mean that because you never forget the pain of falling off a bike. Oh. Oh. Okay. So, but I, I, have will fa- say- I, have, I haven't fallen off my bike in a long time, but I have been doored on my bike. You do not forget that. For people who aren't riding their bikes through the streets of New York, then haven't had a taxi driver open like somebody in the back seat of a cab open their door open the door i've done it to someone before i've been toward twice once i went flying and the second time i was i didn't fall i didn't go so far but there were it was it was all right that one wasn't so bad the first one was brutal so our listeners learned two things today uh they learned uh what's called dooring apparently doored doored And I don't know if it, there's a, I don't know if you actually actively <laughs> are dooring someone. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, a, I, just I hope it's ED a, and ING on the back of shit. And like, yeah, I, I really hope dooring. it's not like a dooring. premeditated thing um, because you can get hurt. And I was wearing a helmet. So that's good. Nice. And we learned about big hunks. Yep. We did. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not just on. Um, so, um, I know it's been a while, Diana, but do you want to take us to the episode? By by the way, did you hear? Yes, she did a great job. She nailed your, your catchphrase. (laughs) Sit back, grab your tea and have a listen. She remembered it all. I think we're going to have that on a t-shirt. I think we have it on a t-shirt. That's a sit back, (laughs) grab your tea. Diana has boxes of things in the office that I've never seen before, but okay. (laughs) Hopefully I'll get a (laughs) t-shirt. We do. We do. We have all this be real merchandise. It's on the website, www.bewellpsychotherapy.com backslash shop. And okay. you can get a B-Real t-shirt, a 
You can get a mug. You can get, ooh, my favorite of the sweatshirts that say, be kind to your mind on the front. And then they oh. say, be real on the back. Those are super cute. Uh, they come in really pretty powder blue and a, another deeper, richer blue long sleeve back tee with the Be Real podcast logo on the front. You're an amazing salesperson today. Oh, girl. I, you know, I can give you a run. So for many skills. There's so many skills. I you give so you, you skills. are the sales girl, but I can give right, you, you, you a little so bit skills. of a run. Little run. Yeah. Um, so all that's on the site. And so after you listen to today's show, you should go and do a little shopping. So here you go. Sit back, grab your tea and have a listen. We now know that mental health is equally as important as physical health. That's why Be Well Psychotherapy has created a space for personalized pathways designed to fully support your particular journey of being human. We provide both in-person and virtual sessions where clients can make real, authentic professional relationships with a therapist in real time. We ensure our clients feel completely secure regardless of their mental health concerns. The first step is understanding the benefits of therapy and next is finding a resource that can speak to your specific goals and needs. Our diverse all-female staff serves 500 patients monthly and are dedicated to fostering growth and change in each session. With offices in Midtown Manhattan and Hoboken, New Jersey, we are here to make sure that everyone has easy access to the best of mental wellness on their own terms. Because maintaining good mental health is something we all need to be doing for our overall wellness and real growth. So book an appointment today at BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Hey guys, I am here with Paige and we're going to be talking about her first time and that would be her first time in therapy, guys, before you guys get any thoughts about what we're talking about today. Paige is also a part of the Be Well team. I got to say, we just were like, okay, we want all of the Be Well teammates to come to the podcast because this is Paige's first time on the podcast, right? Yes. So thank you, Paige, for being here today. And listen, thank you for having the courage to just talk about this, right? Because for a lot of people, we don't talk about therapy. For some people, it could feel very taboo. I'm not sure, but we'll get into a little bit of that. So I appreciate you coming on and kind of telling our listeners about your first time in therapy. What did you feel like before therapy? Like what were the thoughts going into it? I think before going into it, I kind of I, I'm, I'm, I'm a motor mouth, so I can speak much to anybody, Okay, <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it was like shame because I had went, I, I started therapy very young. I mean, mm-hmm. my grandpa passed away when I was 18. So my mm-hmm. parents kind of forced my foot into the door, but I 100% needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely a lot of shame. Okay. Uh, I didn't know anybody else in my age. I was in therapy. I okay. mean, I had went to college for family and child studies. So I kind of knew what the deal was, I guess, Uh but I never talked about it to my friends. So that was, that was my first initial thought was shame and obviously embarrassment because you think you're imperfect, you know, and you know, nobody can be imperfect in this world. (laughs) I think it's also really interesting when it's not something that you choose for yourself. It was chosen for you. And so that must feel very different right there, right? Like, I wonder, do you feel as open to the process 
since in some ways it wasn't your decision? So I was very closed off initially. Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, you're also, I was also 18 years old. I mean, right. at 18, everything else <laughs> in your life is crazy aside from the person that was like the closest to you passing away. I, I wasn't so closed off shockingly. Like I, I, I knew that I needed it, but mm-hmm. I can understand why people would view it that way, especially teenagers. I mean, parents want the best for you, but it's not necessarily something that you're super open to. But like I said, I've always been a motor mouth. <laughs> so so open like, oh, I could just talk. This is good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and it took out me for 45 minutes. Say less. <laughs> I love that because we talk about how therapy is that moment where you are the priority, right? Like it's 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, however long it is. It's just about you. And we don't generally have that in our lives, right? It's like that relationship with a friend is reciprocal. Okay. You're going to tell me your stuff. I'm going to tell you my stuff. We're going to go back and forth. But this moment is all about you. And to be 18, I guess, you know, at 18, we got a lot of stuff going on. People don't think we got a lot of stuff going on, but we do. Right. And I think too, I mean, and, and everybody will always says like that unbiased opinion, because your mm-hmm. girlfriend's going to be like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> this is X, Y, and Z. But the, the therapist is going to open your mind to other things. You know, the therapist doesn't know your mom, the therapist doesn't know your dad or your ex or your current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super important because they just know you and your point of view, and they can expand so much based off what you're feeling, whether that be shame or disappointment or embarrassment. I mean, there's just so much to expand on with a person who's sitting across from you and doesn't know anything besides what you're telling them. So I think it's interesting too, because you started therapy in a time when we were in person all the time, right? Like, so what was like that first day? You know what I mean? Number one, did you think that there was anything that was going to be off limits? What did you expect the therapist to look like, the office to look like, all that stuff? So I definitely, I mean, you see TV and you think of like, you know, somebody <laughs> laying on the couch, uh, super uncomfortable because it's like leather and <laughs> um, <laughs> and I like immediately, I'm a crier. So I'm okay. like, I went into the room and I was like, where are the tissues? Because immediately I'm you were like, scouting out the room. Like, where's the tissues? I'm going to need them. <laughs> but it was super comfortable. And like, eventually I got to take off my shoes and like, it's super comfortable. And like, if I wanted to lay down, I could, um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I like to sit up. I just, if not, I feel like I'm going to be in a trance laying down. So okay. I like to sit up and sort of be a little bit more present. Mm-hmm. Um, not that laying down doesn't mean you're not present, but um, so yeah. And and I just had this thought in my mind that it was going to be like super formal. Mm-hmm. And um, my therapist at that time was actually an older, older than me, but younger than my mom. So like that middle range of age between the two age gaps, uh-huh. which was cool to me because she understood me, but then also understood like where my mom was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought automatically like, oh, it's going to be like, a person behind the pad and not saying anything back to me. So, so did she write down anything? Cause I don't write anything. Like there is no pads. I am just like present listening. I know that there are some therapists who are taking notes. I don't take any notes. So what was it like? Yes. Yeah, she wrote down things and I wasn't, I don't find offense. Like I don't get offended for that because mm-hmm. I in information writing down yeah. mm-hmm. um, but my current therapist. Just, it's just like, we're, we're shooting one-on-one. That's it. We're just yeah. going. <laughs> which okay. I like too. I, I, I think now as an adult, I appreciate that more because I want somebody who's like, okay, we're listening. We're like 
friends. I'm giving everybody the air quotes, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're not, but <laughs> I'd like to think that. <laughs> I think that is an interesting thought, right? Like, so when you think about like, what do I think about my therapist? Does it feel personal or does it feel very professional and sterile? So for you, you like kind of that personal, but what about the first one you had in comparison to the one you have now? So she was, I think like 50, 50, which as 18, I needed that. I needed somebody Mm -hmm. to be stern with me, but also, I mean, if you're not the friend, you know, the vibe could have thrown it off where, where even though I am an open person, it it might've not. You you needed that boundary. (laughs) Yes. I definitely needed like a uh, aunt figure, you know, like, okay. Okay. Auntie yeah. vibes. Okay. Yeah. Not like mom, <laughs> but not friends, you know, the aunt, the cool aunt. Right. Um, but now I definitely appreciate, you know, what my therapist gives on a personal vibe, but 18, no, I needed the, I needed the aunt who was going to mm-hmm. tell you how it is. You're acting up, stop acting up. <laughs> so now in your mind at 18, was there anything that was off limits, right? Because I know that as therapists, you know, the first thing we talk about is confidentiality, but I don't know at 18, do you feel that, right? Do you feel like, oh, I can't say that here because it might get back to my family or were, were you just kind of open? Was nothing off limits? Um, I, I'm very lucky that I grew up with a mom who was open as well. Okay. Um, so I knew if it got back to her, it wasn't horrible um mm-hmm. but I definitely a huge part of my healing process back then was that I did have like a super supportive boyfriend mm-hmm. we're still friends today um but I definitely would never speak about like sex or like I mean that was just that so there were some things that were off limits yeah <laughs> at least for that and I didn't realize how how different it could have been if I didn't have that interaction mm-hmm boyfriend at the time um but yeah I definitely wouldn't she knew about him and I spoke about him but definitely not anything past like oh we're like boyfriend girlfriend and holding hands (laughs) (laughs) so she got the pg version huh oh yeah yeah for sure I've had some of my young clients they give it like they give me the real and sometimes I'm not even ready I'm like oh wait we doing that at that age okay like now I gotta be like okay let me just be real cool auntie right now like I gotta think about my 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 facial expressions right like don't look too surprised at Nisha about what they just said to you and you're like okay let me let me put my face on right let me put my face on okay so you didn't have to worry about that with your therapist because you're like I'm not telling you all of that like yeah, we're going to stick to the kind of this stuff. And I think too, it was honestly the last point of my mind that was a part of my healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, if it wasn't for me going into therapy because of a loss, mm-hmm. I might have like talked about it mm-hmm. um, only because like I said, my mom is very open and I understand where that's not always the relationship with a teenager and her mom. Mm-hmm. But if I did talk about sex or something, you know, beyond what is acceptable, I guess, so to speak. Um, I might've, if that was, if the loss wasn't the point of why I was like in therapy. Okay. So were you surprised by maybe like some of the topics that came up, right? Cause sometimes we go into therapy for one thing, right. And we end up talking about something very different. So you went in around the loss of your grandfather, but were you surprised at maybe some other stuff that came up for you that you didn't maybe know that you needed to talk about? Oh, for, for sure. For even even now, which comes up, like I, I for a very long time buried my feelings about my own relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously why I was so hurt about my grandfather was that it was a replacement of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that obviously came out. And at 18, you're like, Oh, like, I'm sad my grandpa died, but right. it was so much more than that. And even now until today, like some of those things, I mean, it's literally over 10 years later, mm-hmm. um, but I still work on and I still use some of the, 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 um, the, the work that I did back then to, to today. Uh, but I would have never known like the, the childhood trauma. I mean, you know, like, and, and, and she didn't even pose it as that, but right. now mm-hmm. you know, as a 30 year old, you're like, wow, like she was so knowledgeable towards this like rebellious, crazy (laughs) just trying to feel good after, after a death. I think it's so, it's so cool that you are pointing out that therapy just kind of maybe opens up your mind to things that you didn't think about. Right. And it's just, sometimes it's just another voice, right. To help you see things a little differently. And it's things that you'll probably see on your own. We're just helping you kind of get to that place and maybe say like, oh, I didn't look at it like that. And it seems like for you, you just didn't look at things in that way. And then she kind of opened up those thoughts and you were like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was amazing because and then anybody who knows me, like anybody who knows me knows that I took the the loss so hard. But it was just Mm -hmm. so many other things that were filtered into that, that if I had not went to therapy, number one, I would have not been here today. That's, for, that's 100% for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like Pandora's box, you know, like you, she let open all of these things that were surfaced from younger years. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciated that so much then. And like, now, I mean, I'm like grateful for her, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I would have never known those things about myself, especially at 18 years old. It takes so much bravery, right? To work on you in that way and to continue going, right? And how long did you stay in therapy at that time? I was in therapy for a couple of years and then I like felt healed, whatever that's supposed to be. I, listen, I get it. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> Probably a couple of years later at like 24, 25, when I made a career change, I went mm-hmm. back. Um, my life was like, I was broke. <laughs> I was <laughs> going through a breakup. I mean, everything was completely unaligned from how I felt when I stopped therapy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've been in and out since that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now more recently for the past couple, two years, I've been like consistent, especially since COVID. I mean, now I'm like, this is my, this is my only way. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, interesting enough. Like I'm a lifer. I've already made the decision, right? Like, yeah, this no, is just no. what I do now. I might start and stop. Right. Because I think that there are moments where you like, you know what, I may not need it in the same way I needed it before, but I know it's an option. And I think that's really what it comes down to that because of that first experience you had, you knew at that point, this can always be an option for me to go back to when I need it. And I know the ways in which it can help me and you use it and you continue to use it. Yeah. And I think that's like what I tell people, like I've had such a positive experience Mm -hmm. at first I was like forced into it, but I have been very lucky that I have always, and I am, like I said, I open up to anybody, um, but the process is so hard in finding a therapist, like don't give up because this is an option for you. And right. I'm, I'm totally a lifer now. Like I will never, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that 18 year old girl is thinking me still. 
I mean, the level of self-awareness, right? That may be that first time helped you to have that you're like, okay, mm, this might be the time when I need to go talk to someone again. Right. Yeah. It definitely made me more aware, like, okay, I'm not feeling how I did. I don't know, three months ago. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, I've been in constantly for two years now, but I I feel like I never go more than three months without it. <laughs> like three months is up. And then I'm like, okay, wait, I got to go back. <laughs> Listen, I think I've been consistent now for like seven years. Now I changed therapists, but it still has been very consistent because I realized that there's always something going on in my life. I mean, that's just what life is, right? Like there's always something new that you may need to talk about. And it's not just about crises, but I, I love that you pointed out like life transitions. Right. Right. It's a big time that need to talk to someone <laughs> like I'm transitioning. And, and that's what I see too. Like it doesn't have to be full blown crisis mode where you're like in tears every time, but I'm in tears for the positive too. Like, happy tears. yes, <laughs> what's like, what's better than a good, happy cry. <laughs> also, you can go to therapy when things are good. Right. Those we are my talking about sessions. the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Those are literally my favorite sessions talking about good stuff and that like, uh, you know, I feel great. My, my job is great. My, my relationship is great. I mean, those are my most cherished, cherished sessions. <laughs> right. Everything is not a sad thing. Like you can still go talk to this person about that because again, this is a space that's all about you. Right. Who doesn't like things about themselves? I mean, <laughs> it can be very uncomfortable for the people who have never truly like been centered, like in their lives, right? Like they've never been kind of the focus. So when they come in, I notice that some of my clients, like they like, they don't know what to do when they come. Like Anisha, you just want me to talk about me for 45 minutes? I'm like, yeah, it, 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 it's so hard. And then like, I think for some people, they need the questions, right? To kind of open them up, to think about things. And some people can just come in and just go. Right. But I think for a lot of us, we were not the, the focus or the center and we don't know how to be that. And yeah. it's uncomfortable actually. A lot of it is that, and it's so funny, when my friends talk about it, they're like, how do you go in there? And I was like, well, I was an only child. So I've been talking <laughs> to my fake wall therapist for years. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm like, the, the therapist across the room from you tailors it to how you feel. And so, you know, if, if, if you're, I say lucky enough to get that connection, which you will, it may take trial and error, but, but that's like the beauty of it of finding that connection where, okay, well, she's, she's closed off today, so to speak. And let me pull it out with these good, you know, thought revoking questions. And I love it. Cause there are people who I've been with for like two years and they are not the same person that they were like that first session. Right. And I think it's our jobs also to point out that growth. Cause sometimes you can't see it. Right. Cause you're in it. <laughs> and I point out things and they're like, Oh, I did do that. I'm like, yeah, you're a very different person than you were. And they're like, oh, really? I didn't know. And so I think it's also great to have a cheerleader because that's what it comes down to at times. Like this person is really, truly cheering you on. Right. And that's what I think the biggest thing for me is, is that I don't recognize my growth like mm -hmm. at all. And even back then when I first started, she's like, okay, you can... And, and this is like literally surface level. You can go to the cemetery and be okay. Mm, and that was yeah. like very surface level. We're talking about like people go visit their loved ones all the time. But like mm. for me, it was super hard. But 
you know, just taking those small steps and the work that she made me, me made me do, yeah. I was able to do it. And that was, you know, yeah, it took maybe eight months, which is fine, but I would have never like been like, oh, well, yeah, a year ago, I couldn't even step foot in the car to go to the cemetery. Right. So, but yeah, I, I have no, I cannot recognize my growth, <laughs> um, but I love that cheerleader. But then- we know also that change takes time. And friendships, like if you tell your friend that you're going to leave your boyfriend or your girlfriend, they expect that to happen today. Like, I know that that might take eight to 12 months and I'm okay with it. You can come in every week and we can talk about the same thing, but you cannot do that with your friends. Your friends are like, okay, girl, like we talked about this. I can't hear this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where it's like, you need that person. You need that buffer Mm -hmm. because I mean, and we're all, we're all culprits. So we're like, girl, you're talking about this again. And the therapist is like, okay, well, let's speak about X, Y, Z. And you're like, this, she understands me. <laughs> <laughs> Did your expectations kind of meet the reality of the whole experience? Like your first I, time? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I was super motivated to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like later in life, when I went, I wasn't so motivated because I was, I was, I was stuck in a bad place. Mm-hmm. But once I started doing the work, I was like, oh, it's, it has everything. And, and this is not always the case, but it had to do with me. You know, right. like when you put in that work, you're going to see the change and the process is, is kind of like what you see on the TV in a way, like you go in and you're like hesitant. And then after X, Y, Z times and your willingness to put in the time, you know, things start to change. Um, and I know that's not the case for everybody, but at least for me, I, um, I had a really positive experience and, and still having a really positive experience. Nice. And I just want to apologize for the noise. It is New York. I think that that's fire trucks, police. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot of chaos going on outside. My dog's um, like huffing and puffing because I'm not paying attention to him. Yeah, it's... <laughs> So let me ask you this then, like, so what do you think you know now that you wish you did your first session? And is there like any takeaways that you can kind of give to our listeners about what they could expect for their first time? I would just always say, and this is sort of like anything in life, like just always be easy on yourself because like walking in that door, number one, you're making, you're already making progress because you're walking in that door. Um, but be so kind to yourself. Like if you wouldn't say that to your friend about your first session, don't, don't say it to yourself. Um, and, and it, that was so important for me at 18 and, and now at 30, just because I find myself like, oh, um, let, let, let me be open. But sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like, how are they going to react? And that's me being unkind to myself because nothing is off limits and the therapist is not going to look at you any which way what, with whatever you're bringing. Um, so always remember to be kind to yourself and, and know that you're making progress by just being in there. I love that because that's the thing that we forget is acknowledgement, how far that goes. Like just acknowledge the fact that I was brave enough to come here to work on me, to say that, hey, I needed some extra assistance. And to put myself first, because we don't always prioritize ourselves. And in that space, when you decide to go to therapy, that's what you are saying. Like, I am a priority in my own life and I'm going to kind of work on me now. Right. And that's the thing too, is that, and and mental health is still stigmatized and Mm -hmm. who knows how long, and and I hope it's soon that, you know, whoever comes after us can 
openly, freely talk about therapy. But yeah, it's acknowledging that you're you're brave enough, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. to open that door uh, to to even email in for for a consult. Like it's so it, it's so much bigger than just like oh, like I go, I just I just went to therapy. Like no, it, it's so much bigger than that. It's that first foot in the door. It's that first email. It's that mm-hmm. first phone call. Because if not, you know, you're missing out on what potentially could be a really positive experience for you and a really large growing experience for your entire life. And from a therapist's point of view, I appreciate the, my clients. I appreciate that they allow me to be a part of their lives in the way that they do. So it means a lot for you as a client, but as a therapist, it means a lot to us too, to be able to bear witness to someone's growth is, is, is really amazing. I, I have to say like there's those clients and I'm like, wow. You know, and I let them know all the time because I think that you need that sometimes when you're in therapy to continuously, you know, be seen like, listen, you look where you are now, right? Like, look where you were before. Look at the growth. Because again, we don't always see it. But again, like you said, we got to be compassionate. So thank you so much, Paige, for coming on today and just being so open and honest and kind of, you know, letting it all out. I appreciate it a lot. And I think the, the listeners will appreciate it as well. For you, you know I'll do anything. (laughs) I miss you, Paige. (laughs) I miss you too. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real Podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.